0: Well, according to data released by the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, better known as NOAA, 2016 was the hottest year on record, and it also marks the third consecutive year in which The previous record was broken. Now, these findings have further bolstered the argument that global climate change indeed is a real and rapidly accelerating phenomenon. And to give us more analysis on this, very pleased to have joining us from the University of Melbourne, Climate Extremes Research Fellow, Dr. Andrew King. Hello. Hello. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Dr. King. Now, 2016 recorded as the hottest year ever. This is the third consecutive year year in which the record has been broken. Is this just simply a pattern, or did you notice anything unusual about uh, the temperature rise in 2016?
1: Well, 2016 um, is only uh, a few hundredths of a degree Celsius warmer than 2015 was, which was the previous record, as you said. But um, the pattern is quite clear that we wouldn't be getting these high temperatures on, on the global scale without climate change. So we can, we can link these global temperatures directly to, to the fact that the world is warming due to human-induced climate change.
0: As has often been sort of noted as side effects uh, to the rising temperatures, uh, whether it's the melting of the polar ice caps, uh, more extreme weather patterns, uh, some impact on agriculture, uh, is this also just a continuation or are we seeing this situation perhaps uh, take a Turn for the worst
1: dramatically. Well, it, it depends on exactly what the what the extreme weather is, but we are seeing this continuation towards more extremes in general. So, more heat waves, heavier extreme rainfall events that cause flash flooding, and uh, worsening droughts. And it's certainly getting worse as as the climate warms. In particular, in the Arctic, 2016 was a really remarkable year. Mm. Um, very, very low sea ice levels throughout the year. And um, you may have seen that in December we were getting temperatures close to the freezing points at the North Pole. These kinds of events we wouldn't be getting without climate change.
0: The debate that we've heard uh, from experts who've joined us in the past, and we'd love to get your perspective on it as well. Uh, We know we have these multilateral uh, agreements now in place, the Paris Accord considered an historic achievement by the international community. But that one question that lingers in a lot of people's minds is that are we already past the point of no return, meaning that this, is, this warming trend now is self-sustaining and regardless of whatever efforts the uh, international community makes, uh, we can't reverse this trend?
1: I think that, that would be quite a pessimistic view. I, I think if we actually take strong action on climate change, so if we actually were very serious about reducing our greenhouse gas emissions, uh, we would see... A clear benefits. We would see much less warming. It wouldn't. We wouldn't get a cooling immediately back to to where it would be had humans not already influenced the climate. But we wouldn't get this runaway warming either. Um, the problem is mainly that we don't really have this impetus to make these drastic and rapid cuts to greenhouse gases. And because we're just making these kind of incremental reductions. Uh, we're not really taking the required action to limit global warming to safe levels. But if we were to take the action I'm I'm pretty sure that we would have we we wouldn't get this runaway warming. If we don't do anything anything serious, if we if we keep emitting greenhouse gases using greenhouse gas intensive fuel sources, we're not gonna solve this problem just through very small changes. We need big changes and and very fast.
0: With the Paris Accord, Dr. King, and if we see the provisions that were agreed upon, uh, if, in the most optimistic scenario, those were all fully implemented and faithfully uh, adhered to, would that result in those uh, dramatic decreases that you, you've just explained to us?
1: If we uh, really um, took the commitment seriously to the, the commitment is really centered around limiting global temperature rise, as opposed to actually what greenhouse gases we can emit. Mm-hmm. If we took um, the task seriously to try and limit warming to two degrees or one and a half degrees above uh, pre-industrial levels, we would need to make really massive cuts to greenhouse gas emissions and very very quickly and. So it's perfectly possible that we could do this, but there isn't the impetus politically at the moment uh, worldwide. The U.S. and China, as well as countries like Australia, aren't really doing enough. We're not really. We're just not taking um, the challenge seriously enough at the moment.
0: Speaking of taking those challenges uh, non-seriously, and. I know it's sort of a tired argument, but people here in Korea, uh, we're going through an extreme uh, cold snap right now, and you'll have those people... The typical kind of voices raised about what kind of climate change, what global warming. It's freezing outside. Uh, there was a U.S. <coughs> senator who infamously uh, brought in a snowball right <laughs> during a congressional yeah, yeah. hearing, trying to uh, debunk uh, what they deem to be uh, the myth of climate change. Even though ninety, I, I believe it's well over ninety percent of uh, accredited scientists do agree that this is indeed a man-made phenomenon. How? damaging is it that uh, these voices these climate change skeptics uh, who are in a small minority but seem to have an outsized voice in this issue, I suppose, with the support of uh, fossil fuel companies who depend on those profits, uh, that does seem to be a very big factor in delaying what you 've been talking about as as urgent needs by the global community
1: um, I absolutely agree yes they have a very powerful voice these uh, Climate denier groups, and uh, they have effectively uh, limited our action on climate change. I, I think going back to your, your first point about you know when when the weather's cold outside, mm-hmm. uh, we don't really see. We might wonder, so where's global warming gone? But it's it is global. That that's part of the point. So just in a, a small region of the world, we wouldn't necessarily expect to see much warmer weather all the time. We still expect to see cold weather events around the world, but just fewer of them and more warm weather events. The overall trend is clear um, towards warming, including over South Korea, but also almost the entire world. Mm. It's quite clear that human activities are the the cause of that trend.
0: I know that you've uh, kind of depicted what some people say, as past the point of no return, as being a bit pessimistic and and without fear-mongering and without being a doomsdayer. Can you just at least uh, point out if things don't change, uh, how dire the consequences would be as far as whether it's incremental, uh, but when does human civilization, I suppose, ultimately come to risk where you feel that there is going to be an existential threat on this planet?
1: Right, so... Yeah, I I wouldn't say that there's no risk of um, runaway warming, just that if if we actually did act now that we could avoid uh, runaway warming. But certainly if we continue to see warming um, of two or three more degrees global warming, we are going to see big problems for civilization in, in many parts of the world. And I think we could argue that we're already seeing that in some ways. So. For regions like uh, Pacific Island countries, we've already got um, whole islands being washed over with sea level rise and becoming uninhabitable. Um, So I'm sure the people who are having to move away from these islands would would argue that the problem is already here and now, but in in terms of kind of broader um, civilization, as a species i'm sure will will survive quite large amounts of global warming, but many parts of the world would become uninhabitable with five six degrees global warming, um, especially large parts of the world where uh, people are poorer and haven't contributed to the problem as much so Places like uh, parts of Africa, South America and, and Southeast Asia might become uninhabitable with um, several degrees of global warming. But as, as a whole, the human race would survive quite a lot of- mm quite
0: a lot more global warming right uh, but I suppose uh, the academic discussion there wouldn't uh, necessarily take into account the ensuing social chaos when we're talking about millions Uh, uh, up to billions of people are forced to be uh, displaced and uh, a lot of those questions and concerns uh, definitely remain we will leave it there Uh, Dr. King uh, we do appreciate your time and thank you for your expertise on this matter appreciate it thank you
1: thank you for having me